Well, what is up, guys? Welcome back. I hope that you guys are having a phenomenal week. I hope that you had a merry and festive holiday season. I hope you had a good new year. I hope, and this is the doc and me speaking, that you're all recovered from your hangovers, back to your ha. fighting weight, uh, back to, you know, moving around, uh, just just all around getting back out there. But while we were making merry, our globalist overlords uh, certainly made sure that uh, we were going to plaid speeds in, you know, to hell in a handbasket as it oh, were yeah. just oh, yeah. dogs and cats living together, human Absolutely. sacrifices, mass hysteria. Yep. But take heart, dear friends, before you have found a place where you can come in, take a load off and be refreshed with just a little common freaking sense. Yes, a podcast designed to help you cut through the propaganda so that you can enjoy thinking for yourself again. My name is Chris. I'm a Green Beret medic, a husband, and a father. And I'm Pastor Eric, and I want you to know that the other reason why we're doing this is that you know that there are people out there that do think the same way that you do. So we're not afraid to say it, so come on in and have a listen. It's just there are people out there that aren't crazy, or, cool. or at least the same brand of crazy as you. <laughs> well, uh, linear thinking, right. A to B to C, not this A to D plus 1.5365 uh, back down to E before you go back to B. Yeah, whatever. You get the idea. Linear thinking. This does lead to this does lead to this. Common freaking sense. Oh, you said the thing. I said it. All right. Well, with that, guys, let's go ahead and dive right in. Couple house. There it is. Couple house. I said it. <laughs> now get out of here. Hey. <laughs> couple housekeeping <laughs> issues right up front, guys. We're going to be changing up the format of Common Freaking Sense this year. We got Ooh. 27 episodes in in our first inaugural year uh, in 2023. And if you're one of our P1 listeners or you go all the way back, then you saw how the show has continued to evolve and went from kind of three segmented episodes that I was uploading in three different videos each week so that you guys could work through them to combining it into one big thing that had three segments. Well, now which I suggested at first, yeah, he really did. I, I gotta take that one. But now, based on your guys' feedback and looking at the analytics, I can tell that you guys aren't necessarily a big fan of the big idea. So you know what? I'm making this stuff for you guys, and at the end of the day, I want to be able to put information and common sense in your hands. And it turns out that having me uh, harp about the stuff that I thought was important up front most of you guys were just kind of tuning out, and you wanted to get to the headlines and the who's who and what's new. Hey, if that's what you guys are here for, I totally get it, and that's absolutely fine. So in making it more uh, palatable to you guys, what we're going to do is we're going to dive straight into the headlines each week, who's who and what's new, and then I'm going to kind of sprinkle my big ideas on top of it as we go and provide a layer of common sense to what's going on. So you're still- Isn't that called commentary? It is. It's, it's providing the okay. commentary, but it won't be in a All big right. chunk up front, you know, kind of like a salad because nobody likes going through the salad. We're just going to cut straight to the main course, which is the who's who and what's new. Ah, and I'll, steak. And I'll throw <laughs> the bacon bits on top of it for you guys Woo! to keep it going. All right. Uh, and then we'll move from there into uh, you're still going to get the main thing every week. We're still going to keep the main thing the main thing, and I feel very strongly about that. That segment will never go anywhere because that, at the end of the day, is what we're here for. 
All right. Absolutely. Notes closed out. Housekeeping issues done. We are going to roll straight into, as promised, the headlines. All right, guys. This is uh, Who's Who and What's New. First episode, 2024. Let's go. Like I tell you guys, every week we have not talked about these headlines. I've been going out like a duteous little studious little squirrel and i've been picking up <laughs> the nuts that i find to be the juiciest and the most important i've squirreled yep. them away and now i'm going to put them up here and you're going to react to them in real time yeah yep. all right here we cool. go uh story number one this one's kind of kind of a big deal if you're in the 2a second amendment community but uh gaston glock passed away a couple weeks ago so yes. here we have the washington post uh, and I thought that their take on it was very interesting. So Gaston Glock, creator of handgun that flooded the world, dies mm-hmm. at 94. So obviously, Washington Post, uh, sort of a left-leaning outlet. Sort of? Sort of. <laughs> sort of? <laughs> sort of. Seriously? Not big fans of handguns in general. So their take on it was, uh, you know, they're probably pretty happy that this guy passed away. Now... I'm going to give my take and I'm going to throw it over to you for what you think. But okay. uh, if you guys know anything about handguns, if you're into two way at all, then you've probably heard this before Two people talking. I'd like to buy a handgun. What, uh, what should I start off with to which the other person probably said something like, well, you can never go wrong with a Glock. And that's Heard that's that. usually that's usually where it starts. That's usually what everybody cuts their teeth on. Guys, Glocks are to handguns like um, uh, Honda Civics are to the car world, or old those old Ford Tempos. You remember that? Like you could just had one. You could just beat. You can beat a Glock up. I've seen them throw them off of rooftops. I I carried one on multiple deployments. You can, I've seen them freeze them in mud, not just dunk them in mud, but freeze them in mud and then beat the mud, the frozen mud off with a sledgehammer, uh, put a slide in it, a magazine in it. My my, my brothers are going to kick my butt, put a magazine in it (laughs) and then it will absolutely fire. It runs like a champ. Uh, They are daggone near indestructible. So Mm -hmm. my first gun that, that I ever carried handgun. Uh, was a Glock 19. So fair winds and following seas to Gaston Glock. You will be missed. Thank you for your contributions to the gun community. That's pretty much what I have. All right. And um, when I first saw this, uh, the headline disappeared. The headline read, um, uh, what was it? Uh, I got to remember oh, you were it off the top me of about my head. this last week. Yeah. It's like gun that um, killed the, millions. The man, um, the man who made billions off of murder and death dies at age ninety-four. I actually thought the article was going to be about uh, Doctor um, who, who they dubbed Doctor Death. Um, oh, Doctor Dunch. No, um, guy running around uh, Kavorkian. Oh. <laughs> Doctor Kavorkian. <Woo. laughs> Um, because we're not related. Uh, I'm not inside you your head at all. Know anything about history? Doctor Kavorkian was uh, the doctor who promoted uh, assisted suicide, and um, 
Uh, and I'm like, but I, you know, he really didn't make any money. He assisted people, was trying to bring the issue to the forefront, but he didn't charge people to to do that. Uh, the I think he helped assist in suicide of seven people uh, in his lifetime. Anyway, but that's who I thought that they were talking about. And I'm like, made billions of dollars off of murder and death, dies at the age 94. And uh, I opened up the article, and when I saw it was uh, Mr. Glock, I'm like, my first take on it was, that man didn't de- make billions in murder and death. That man made billions of dollars in keeping people safe and allowing police officers to have a gun that worked. No matter That's where my what. brain went. <laughs> it was more in safety than it was in murder and death. Have people been killed by Glocks? You betcha. Um, have people been rescued and saved and, and so forth by Glocks? You betcha. So, um, uh, that's where that's where my thoughts went with it, and I wished I could remember what news outlet had that. It, it was on the internet, and I wish I would have known. I uh, could remember and that narrows it down. It was on the internet, <laughs> yeah, right? Um, but I didn't see who wrote that title. Dang. I do know it disappeared, though. Oh yeah, they they bet they put that down. You know, it's like Gaston Glock was to handguns what uh, Winchester was to rifles. You have to go back to like the Winchester 73 to get another firearm that was that influential, like in its time. Yeah. If you keep it within guns, I think the saying that you're looking for is um, not about guns, but have you ever heard anybody say, because when it came out, it was this way about it's the Cadillac of, And then they would say whatever. That's because when Cadillacs came out in the 30s, um, a Cadillac uh, set the standard for what an American luxury car was. And so then all kinds of things was dubbed. It didn't matter what, uh, you know, if you were in the in the realm of bows and arrows and it's like, oh, that's the Cadillac of bows. Yeah, I uh, think you're you know, I think you're going. So that's the, just the statement. The, so the thing about a Glock is a Cadillac of a handgun. It's not a Cadillac of a handgun. I think I think you're getting it just a little bit twisted. The idea. Okay. The idea wasn't that it's uh, Glocks are certainly not. Uh, certainly not Cadillacs in their in their quality or their luxury. In fact, it's kind of the opposite. That's why I said they're the Honda Civics of handguns. What um, I'm saying is a Glock is like, like you're not going to get any frills. You're not going to get anything special if you buy a stock Glock 19, which is, which in fact is, is okay. why it's, uh, why one of the things that's so famous about them is that they're so, there's nothing special about them other than the fact that you can freeze them in concrete and they will still work. There's a there's right. an entire aftermarket devoted to okay, so you bought a Glock 19. Now you want a beveled slide mag or it's like slide well, don't you? Now you want aftermarket sights, don't you? Now you want and there's a whole industry built around okay. So you got the Glock, you got the reliability, but now you want some nice stuff to go on it too, don't you? 
Okay. If that makes sense. Then, then the then you would compare, it, and you and I both know this, being out of the music and recording industry, it's the sure yes, microphone. There you go. Of, That's a good uh, one because you and I, I think we were sitting together when when we saw the guy take it from the second floor sure of did, the sure yeah. microphone corporate offices, and he dropped the microphone a story down. The top shattered. Everything else happened. Phone he goes down. Off, yeah. He does that plugs it into his wireless pack and he goes how does this sound the same <laughs> same i still i still have an sm57 and an sm58 one's omnidirectional yeah. one's uni that's the only difference man mm-hmm. that's the, they're dude if you're gonna be touring gotta have one of those all gotta right have them. anyway uh fair winds of following seas mr glock you will be missed by the way if you guys want a really good one here's a little bit of homework go look up an article uh just type into your search engine uh, Gaston Glock beats up would-be assassin. That's ah. a fun story to go look up. Uh, that's your homework. Uh, if you go find it, let us know in the comments below what you think about that story because that one's fun, but we don't have time to go through that one here. Nope. Are you ready? To- and I say one last thing. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Glock. There you go. All right. Moving right along. Okay, so I'm going to take you into the gutter. For a little bit, we got to descend. Aww. We got to descend into the valley, so that so that we can rise on onto the ridge line. Okay, but oh, oh, oh okay. So me. so so here, let me cover my shoes so I don't get any poo on them. Uh, all right, go ahead. It's gonna be knee deep here. So, oh, <laughs> all right. Oh, I gotta get my waders. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, before in our last episode, guys, when we were wishing you guys a merry Christmas, we spent a lot of bit of time talking about the Colorado, excuse me, Supreme Court and their unilateral action, basically throwing Western law out the window uh, in one of the most cowardly moves that I've ever seen from a supposed legal professional, uh, removing Donald Trump from the 2024 ballot in the state of Colorado. And then just a little bit of a recap for you guys, and then immediately putting a stay on their own decision, sending it to the Supreme Court, letting the Supreme Court basically clean up for them and it was in a 4-3 decision so all democrats on this on the supreme court in colorado by the way well here about a, yeah. here about a week ago let's uh jet over to somebody was also read that headline and then thought to herself i also could get some serious uh gimme dats some serious you know uh Name recognition if I were to do something like that. So Maine's top election official removes Trump from 2024 primary ballot. This is also uh, CNN. So here we have the secretary of state. So not even she's not. She's, I, I I think she's a legal professional, but she's not even a the secretary of state isn't even a, a practicing. That's not even a practicing law position, is it? She's not like a prosecutor. She's not a D.A. She's not. Um, it's only if the person elected has that degree behind right, them. Right, but that's but what I'm saying. They it's don't not, have doesn't to. Doesn't even be, have to no. be a legal position. So anyway, no. uh, let's see. Secretary of State Shinna, apologies if not pronouncing your name correctly. Bellows removed Donald Trump. You watch your phraseology. You watch your phraseology, son. That's a good reference too. All right, let, <laughs> let us know if you guys get that one. Um, <laughs> so anyway, she removed Trump from the ballot there in Maine. Uh, and then to highlight this in like, again, she didn't even come up with this move herself, paused her decision pending a potential appeal 
in the state court, which the Trump team said that they would immediately file for. So in the same mm -hmm. move, the secretary of state, in a unilateral move, and, and you're, you guys are going to see this like dominoes from now until election time, by the way. Oh, and yeah, it, it's, it's up for it here in Wisconsin. And it will be staggered. It will be extremely staggered. Uh, and there's a reason because I don't know if you guys have ever heard this phrase before, but the process is the punishment. And, and I yes. think if you want to share with us a little bit, you have some actual lawfare experience under your belt as a business owner, don't you? That you that yep. you can speak to in that, but guys, the idea, and then I'll turn it over, and you can talk about that if you want. A little teaser there, but guys, the idea is this is going to continue to happen. You're going to see it happen. This election is going to be fought in the courts. It's going to be fought in the streets. It's going to be it's it's going to be everywhere. This is an all out blitz. If you if you're starting to get uh, a feeling of dizziness or vertigo, like you can't keep up with everything that's happening. That's also by design. It's by design. You're not supposed to be able to keep up what's happening. So, so I, I will say this um, as a person that has lived the bulk of my life outside of the area that I'm signed up to vote in. I have to fill out uh, absentee ballots. I always have. Yep. So, yep. Guys, th this is a classic case of hold your corner down. You, we, mm -hmm. we, we link chains, right? It's like chain. It's like an old school chainmail shirt. Your, your only, your only job is to protect that one little square inch that you're over, right? Which, guys, you've mm -hmm. heard me give the speech over your family, then your community, then mm -hmm. your state or county, then your state, that right, and then. We, we branch out from there, but also remember that one little chain link is also linked into all the chains that surround it. So when it comes to the information, get right, like it's by design that you feel like you can't keep up with all the information. That's mm -hmm. what we're doing for you. That's one of the things mm -hmm. that I do to help you guys as I wade mm -hmm. through this stuff and all my free time so that you can keep up with what's going on. Your job is to stay involved in your family, stay involved in your community and take mm -hmm. care of your corner and hold your corner down. How to how to twelve guys pick up a thousand pound log or the or the apparatus and move it all those miles during selection? They each pick Everybody's up part of their, their corner, right? Yep. So anyway, mm -hmm. uh, with that, that's my little speech on this, and and I'll turn it over to you if you got any thoughts. Yeah, the 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 two big prongs uh, in this is number one, you already covered the dizziness. Uh, because what that does is it makes the average person go, well, if everybody can do this, then there must be something to it. Um, there can't be anything further from the truth. It's called the perception uh, of legitimacy. That is correct. And uh, that is the thing that they're after. So there must be something to it. And and there isn't anything to it. So that's number one. And uh, because people aren't able to be paying attention all that much. And so uh, let's face it, you have jobs. Uh, you want to be proficient at your job. You're going to work. You've got children. You're trying to put your, hopefully, put yourself into your children's lives, and and you're doing your community. You're doing all that kind of stuff. And really, how much time? Because you're living life and doing the real things. How much time do you have to spend? 
going with it. So your your ears some slightly attuned, and you keep hearing oh, this state, this state, this state. Well, I guess there's something to it, and um, there's not. So that's one of the things that they're throwing at people is is so that they overload you with the with the perception thing, and so it seems like it's there. Um, I re- reassure you, it's not. Here's what they're really after. Trump has a huge war chest. They realize with the polls right now, uh, they can't keep the polls down. And I guarantee you, they still aren't accurate. That's just how high Trump is actually winning in the polls. Um, and so they, they, they can't keep them and, and keep them flipped. And that also means that they can't keep the base energized to go out and vote for them, which means if, if I perceive that I'm already losing, what's the point of going and voting? And that is their only hope is to get the volume that's called, out. That's called overwhelming violence of action. It's we suppressing. Use it, we use it in warfare all the time, and the idea is so that the enemy doesn't know where or how to mount a defense because you're taking it from every side all at once, all the you time. You feel the domination. Yes. So I'm just what I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm just for. adding on top of well, what sure. you're saying, but you're absolutely correct. And then number three, this is and this is their ideology for winning and that is the reason for so many state attacks is because every time they walk into a courtroom it costs his war chest money they are trying to wear out the finances so that he can't advertise and campaign the process that is the the ultimate goal the other two things i said before just goes along with the tactics absolutely Absolutely. So there you go. Do you want to do you want to tell your story about lawfare or <laughs> uh, which which story did you have in mind? Um, well, I seem to remember you telling me about a uh, a job back when you were doing painting contracting uh, that you've got uh, you lost the bid or 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 you won the bid and got undercut or it, somehow it worked like that and then you were going to take the other company to court but the idea was and, and I don't want to tell too much down the Story, okay, so here, let me take over. Okay. Yes, I won the contract. Uh, I was a painting contractor and um, won the contract and was run, run, running into some problems with getting the painting contract done. And one day I'm out at the job trailer and I see that I am the only non-union um, contract subcontractor that's on the job. So I started throwing up some red flags. Then all the other stuff started coming and along. And can I – interject for just a second for any of you guys that doesn't know how the construction business uh model works typically you have what's called a general contractor so customer uh wants to build and you guys are doing um like municipal construction right commercial construction not yes it was it was a it was a bank right okay so commercial construction so the way that those contracts typically work is the city being the customer will go out and they will hire a general contractor he's your big daddy honcho general contractor uh, then we'll go out and hire a bunch of subcontractors. So he'll get one group to come in and lay the foundation and the concrete work. Another group comes in and they uh, put in the steel work all around. Another group might come in and do the electricity, another group, so on and so forth. So yeah, just electricians, just carpenters, right. each one of and each one of those can, trades, each one of those can be a different business entirely. It can be, mm-hmm. it can be, uh, you know 
Joe Schmo's uh, electricity works down the street. And you might go to him and be like, hey, I know that they do good work, but I can get them, you know, for on the cheap. And it's a city contract, right? And, and, and whatever. But he can hire, the general contractor can hire whoever he wants. You know, mm-hmm. he's got the big contract. Uh, bank costs a million dollars to build. He gets that check up front, right? So for him to cash out at the end, I want to keep as much of that million dollars as I can, yep. which is goes into the story without paying mm-hmm. out to a bunch of these little guys. But I, I still want good work because I want to get hired for the next municipal contract down down the road. Yeah. Right? Okay. So yeah. anyway, there you go. So, so for anybody so that I got know. the I got the contract award for twenty four thousand dollars. That's the, and if you think about paying a painter twenty four thousand dollars, it get, kind of gives you an idea. Of the cut we were doing a lot of custom work for this bank. Uh, custom. Oh my goodness. The um, the wallpaper that they put inside this bank was vinyl wallpaper, fifty seven inch good, uh, fifty four inch goods. Uh, beautiful, beautiful stuff. Very durable. Very expensive. Um, we 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 custom. Customized all kinds of things. They had over uh, 40 doors uh, inside this bank because it was right on the edge of of (laughs) where the millionaires were lived in Cincinnati. And um, and so they uh, a little uncommon had a second floor on this bank and that's where they kept their investment offices so that the local millionaires didn't have to drive all the way into the city. They could just go to this branch and it had investment offices in it. So that's also the reason for the high end wallpaper, the high end paint job uh, on on wood products, doors, different things like that. So anyway, it was a $24,000 contract just for a bank. And um, uh, we got our first, uh, well, the cool part is that uh, Sherwin Williams was, I, I was a exclusive Sherwin Williams painter. And Sherwin Williams came to me and said, Oh, you're working with that company. By the way, general contractors were a 50, $60 million a year GC. We, uh, Common Freaking Sense uh, is not sponsored by Sherwin Williams and has no existing (laughs) (laughs) and um and so i was like man if i could just get crumbs off of this company it would make a big deal for your business it would make a big deal for me as a small contractor so anyway uh got uh got the contract went in and was just and they started me late and so as a GC goes, uh, they have you, – you go walking into their their um, uh, uh, job house, uh, job trailer, and they'll have up on the board uh, a, a site work, and it has listed out you know linearly how much time it's supposed to take, and then comes in framers, sure. uh, you know, and, and each Nothing one of the trades – Nothing ever goes out. according to time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a good general contractor will will keep that baby as close because that keeps cost overruns down. Right. Well, everything was going pretty smooth, but they didn't contact me. They were three weeks behind in contacting me. And I went to the general contractor and I said, hey, I, I don't care just as long as I get the 20 some days. I think I was 27, 28 days that I already put in that this is what it'll take me. He's right. like, oh, no problem. No problem. So we get to the end. Uh, uh, I, I'm only in on it for 15 days, and he said you're not keeping up, and we're and in your work is subpar. We'll have to throw you off. I had a clause that they put in my contract that said that uh, if the general contractor finds your work to be subpar, 
which is totally subjective, um, they can have you removed from the job. And uh, I knew that. Then 10 days into working the job, I found out that I'm the only non-union contractor on the job. And then I started getting all this hard-nosed stuff. And I was on day 20. I was three-quarters. I was more than three-quarters. I was seven-eighths done. But I needed days to do the punch-out and all the little things to do the touch-up to clean up the job and be off. When the contractor came to me and said, we don't like your work, get, uh, I didn't even get a chance to get my stuff. You had to leave 20% of the product on the job. And Sherwin-Williams made me make get um, the general contractor sign off that they would be responsible no matter what happened to me, that they would be responsible for all the materials left on the job. That and 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 that do you think, was. Do you think they they smelled something in the water, yes. or do you think, yes. or do you think that was yes. just oh they're a union and that general contractor is worth millions. This guy's worth tens of thousands. Like guy, the guy knew it by the name of the contractor, oh. and so yeah, he's they like had, had a history. Yes, they uh, have a history. In fact, uh, so, so like a good sales guy, he <laughs> like he, a good he wasn't going to lose his way. commission I, on it either. Yeah, I, and I don't want to see you. I was number two in that store for paint sales. Oh, so so so, so to I, them, I was you're a big you're dog you're, to them. you're a you're a okay. So to them, you're you're a valued customer though. Very valued customer. Yeah. That's the whole reason why I even got a sales rep. Mm. Okay, so I was number two. I'm like, what do I have to do to catch number one? And they say, well, you did $40,000 worth of paint last year. Number one did a million. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we got a ways to go. I'm like, man, that company's got a lot of sprayers because they're moving a lot of paint. (laughs) So we got a ways to go. So you're telling me there's a chance. (laughs) (laughs) Let me finish this story really quick. So, yes, I got thrown off the job, had to leave all the materials on the job. And so I went to go see, uh, and I was out $14,000. And I didn't. I I immediately could not make payroll um, uh, for my other workers and so forth. And it, it took me out of business. Um, and I went to an attorney friend of mine and I'm like, I, I, I want some butt. And they said, uh, Eric, you're not going to get any butt. Yep. He said, uh, first off, it's going to cost you $20,000 to put us on retainer. Yep. They know that. Yep. And number two, they... They can file for extensions Over. on this Over. hearing for five years because their business their business already has a lawyer retainer. on retainer as part of their yeah. uh, corporate structure. They have one. they actually have three. Yeah, they had one, right? So yeah, three. They have three, and um, the three. Sorry. and I said, I said, man, that's not fair. That's not right. I said, I can't, you know, yeah, obviously, I can't hold out for fourteen thousand dollars. I can't make payroll, but I'm doing. I had three hundred thousand dollars in contracts that year, but I just a gap need of fourteen. More time. Yeah, but fourteen thousand dollars is going to sink me because I can't. 
I can't make these guys payroll for it. You know, and he's like, and part of my problem economically is I grew too fast. Uh, I know that you can do that now. Nobody ever told me that, that, you know, you can grow and burn yourself right out. It's like too much air to a flame, too much. We call it getting out over your skis. Yep. Uh, That's what I did. And so it sunk me. And uh, the business rolled back. But as I'm talking to that attorney, I asked him, I said, man, what can stop a company from doing that? He says, not much. He said, let me tell you a story. He said, did you hear last year about a uh, uh, a guy uh, falling off of uh, the fifth story of a parking garage? I said, oh, I, I know right where the parking garage is. Heard the story and everything else. I remember where I was when I heard it on the radio. He goes, yeah, that guy didn't fall off of that building. That guy was thrown off of that building into the dumpster below. Oh my gosh! He said that's called attempted murder. (laughs) uh, It was murder. Oh, he He, died. He was was brought up for murder. Oh yeah, the guy. Yeah, it was the fifth floor of a parking garage. The dumpster was down on the ground. It's five stories. Yeah, he he did. And I said, "What was the story?" He said, "The company that you wanted to go after." Did the same thing to him. See, it's in the plan. You were their stopgap for making their margin on profit. And this is already planned. I said, so that's the reason why I was the only non-union guy on the job. He goes, yeah. He said, they did that to a Finnish uh, concrete guy. He did all the Finnish concrete for that parking garage. 200 and some thousand dollars in concrete. He did the parking bollards. He laid down the parking stops. He did all the little specialty concrete jobs in a five-story parking garage. He said, and as he was finishing up, they told him, get, said, get your, GC get your came stuff to him and, and said, get your stuff and get off the job. He said, I, I used my house as collateral to get this stuff. You can't do this to me, man. And the guy's like, I don't care. I you you make it sound like I care. Just get your stuff and get off my job. Do you want to know a group of guys you don't mess with? Concrete guys. Do you realize what they work all day with? Concrete. Tell me it wasn't the they, concrete guy that went flying off the. No. Oh. It was the general contractors. <laughs> it was the general contractors uh, shop guy. Okay. Uh, Worth um, it. <laughs> You know what? His mind at that moment, his mind, he snapped yeah. 200 and some thousand dollars, you know, that that he put a lien on his house in order to buy the concrete in order his, to finish that job. Because family, thinking just like his... me, but Sherwin Williams saved my tail. He went ahead and he put a lien on his house to get the money in order to do it. Yep. And uh, it was going to be a big contract. It was going to be a nice payoff. Well, you know, I thank you for, for sharing that story with us. I I really appreciate it. The reason I actually wanted to kind of coax it out of you is because we guys, we were talking about a little, and and I say little, but think about this in, in relative terms, a little general contracting company in Cincinnati, Ohio, in one of the smallest big cities in the United States, right proper 600,000 people give give her give her ah, give or take a little more than that yeah well proper it's Since actually proper, it's actually 0. 0.9 point nine. okay nine, 900,000 but my my point is these guys do 30 50 million a year you said uh 50 60, 50, 60. Million a year. guys we're 
we're talking about people here in the U.S. elections. Like the U.S. the U.S.'s debt right now is thirty two. You mean throwing around billions? Trillion. <laughs> you know, so it's like yeah, but they people, throw around the billions. Like people won't snap. Yeah, that's what I. Yeah, you're exactly correct. Like they just throw it around. And that's why I'm saying we're talking about relative, relative small stuff here, guys. And if people if people won't act dirty for you know what did you say it was a $24,000 $14,000 contract it, if, it was my loss was 14 if, on if it people, i got my first draw if of 10 if people won't act dirty for 14 grand what will people do for billions and i i just i just wanted you to have a little bit of a ratio people will go go back we talked about this on a whole former episode but it's a it's a chris hambrock special what will people do anything to get and when i say anything i'm not just talking about inside of your lifetime but i'm i'm talking about being willing to do things that echo into eternity yeah yeah for wealth yeah. power and prestige people will do anything they will sell their soul they will and then once they do there is no and, and i do want to say this really quick before we move on um human beings do have the ability to do things that echo into eternity. Uh, case in point, there's a story in Genesis, the Tower of Babel, if you guys have never read it, but at one time, all of mankind, and, and I'll tell my little Bible story and I'll jump off of it. I'm not the pastor, but this story has always <laughs> fascinated me. At one time, all of mankind was of one language and, and of one mind. And they said, let us come together and let us build a tower that reaches into the heavens. And so they began to do so. And so God uh, consults with his heavenly council. And he says, if left to their own devices... There is nothing they will not accomplish. Come, let us go down. And I'm paraphrasing the scripture, but I'm doing it to the best of my ability. Oh, you're, you're, he says, you're, you're being accurate. He says, go ahead, keep, come, go let us go down and confuse their language that they may not accomplish what they set out to accomplish. And so he does. Uh, and so mankind fragments apart and spreads uh, to the four corners of the, of the globe. Um, and accomplishes one of the things in God's will that he said in Genesis, you know, chapter one, that he said, I want you to have dominion over the earth to multiply and, and take dominion over this, uh, over this world that I've created. So, but it's very, it's very interesting that God said, if left to their own devices, there is nothing that they will not accomplish. So mm -hmm. it's awesome and frightening but I do just want to remind you that you are made in the very image of God. In the image of God, he created them. And you have such power inside of you as, as a child of God as to do things that will far outlast the number of beats that you have in your heart. It is incredible and Time is your only non-refundable resource, and so guys, use <laughs> use it wisely, but have mm -hmm. have great impact. Um, they wouldn't be fighting so hard to keep you down if they weren't afraid of what you were capable of. If Agreed. if 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 they thought they had this all in the bag, and I'm talking about our 
you know, the lizard people that are trying to run the world, call it the deep state, call it, uh, you know, the globalist cabal, call it whatever you want. But there, there are, there are a group of evil people, uh, and an antichrist that, that is seeking to pull this world away from God and send it down one direction. So if you ever feel like, why are things only ever marching in one way? It's because, you know, this, this world belongs to Satan and he <laughs> leads it down one direction. Um, but if they, if they weren't afraid of what, if they thought that they had it in the bag and everything was fine, they wouldn't be throttling the truth and trying to put you down so hard. All right. True. All right. So there it is there. Thanks for, for going down that rabbit hole with us for, uh, about 20 minutes. That's fine. It was oh fun. Oh my goodness. Thank you. Did we? Thank you. Thank you for the story. I appreciate it. Moving right along okay so i think that's one of those major life lessons that um that i had to eat and we all we all have them humble pie sucks tastes like crow (laughs) (laughs) all right anyway moving right along so i think this is the big big news story of this week uh and i have kind of an interesting take on it to everybody else but i'm actually going to throw this one up to you first to see what you think so anyway here we go over to cbs uh, Jeffrey Epstein contact names revealed in unsealed documents. Here are the key takeaway from the files. Now, let's see. We've gotten uh, January 3. Let's see. More than 900 pages of mostly, unredact- mostly unredacted documents were released on Wednesday, January 3rd. And a second batch of documents was released Thursday, January 4th. And a third batch the day after that. So... Dun, dun, dun. The list is here. And guess what we found out? Nothing new. About everything we already knew. (laughs) Yeah. Am I ready to go? This is going to be really short. Yeah, you're queued up, man. Send it. Okay, here you go. I was more interested in the sloth thing going (laughs) on that that yeah. was on your screen than I was about the Jeffrey Epstein thing they're, because they're trying to repatriate this three-toed sloth into yeah I, I, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but I'm That's funny. seriously you started it you started reading Epstein and it was like somebody took out their shiny keys and and I, and I was like oh what is in the bag oh it's a sloth yeah. what what is the sloth doing up in that tree I, I you know because. Did anybody expect that we were going to learn something we didn't know? Oh, thank you. I'm so glad to hear you say that. I um, <laughs> I, this the the, the 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 leading up to and everything else has just been a giant nothing burger. Hundred percent. Um, guys, they've been you, si- they've been sitting on this list for three years. Anything yeah. that was, first of all. If you haven't read the original story of the FBI raiding his house, this is back when that demon was still alive, uh, and he was a demon, uh, mm, an absolute mm, evil mm, person, um, mm-hmm. just hellspawn to the core, to the to core, the core, rotten. When the Bible talks about people that the Holy Spirit no longer chases, can speak to because yeah. they're he turned over to a reprobate mind. Yeah. So anyway, um, going back to the FBI originally raiding a safe house that he had in New York, and you can go fact check me on this all you want. It's still out there on the internet. The FBI raids his townhouse, 
uses a saw to cut into a safe. So follow me on this. Saw cuts into a safe, finds compact discs. My Gen Z people, those are shiny little <laughs> records that we used to that we used to go out and we had to buy whole extra drives so that we could burn songs to them. Yeah, you well, remember that? I, do. I mean, we had great big stacks of them, you know, if and you, columns. Yeah. If you didn't destroy your family's computer with LimeWire trying to burn a <laughs> a mixtape, that's your generation down onto a CD that did you even live in the late 90s early 2000s. So anyway, anyway, uses a quickie saw, cuts into the safe, finds a bunch of discs that have names of individuals that we still don't know written on them. They stop right there. They take photographs of these blank discs with names on them and then leave his townhouse because they said they didn't have a warrant. Follow me on this. Didn't have a warrant to confiscate evidence on site. Used a saw. Broke into his townhouse, used a saw, cut... Isn't that the apartment that had Bill Clinton in the blue dress? Oh, you said the thing! (laughs) (laughs) Out loud. So, used a saw, cut into a safe. Guys, if you're already violating somebody's Fourth Amendment right, which is the right to, against unreasonable search and seizure, breaking through their door into their house... Uh, and then you're cutting safes open with saws and then stop and go, okay, I don't have a warrant that allows me to confiscate evidence from this place. And then you leave with it, without it. They left them in the safe. They took photographs they of the discs. Reported, they left without it. That's okay. I'm just saying nothing about that story. And you're reinforcing my point. Nothing about that story makes any any sense, sense. <laughs> nothing and then supposedly uh sometime after that dude's lawyer shows up with the same discs and was like yes i will turn them over to you like give me a break nothing about this this case is above board it all smells like yesterday's diapers. dude if if you don't believe that there are two tiers of justice in the United States, one for the people that know everybody and are in the club and one for the likes of you and me uh, that have a yep. hard time paying our yep. electric bills. Yeah. Case in point, just go look up the story. Anyway, hundred percent what you said, everybody is talking about the list and everything. Is, and then I've had people like texting me and, posting on the page and just did you hear that so and so got named and i'm just like if you wanted out, if you wanted man. to actually get a good response out of me you should have grabbed the clip of aaron rodgers oh. naming <laughs> jimmy kimmel now that I'm, was humorous i miss him that was humorous yeah. but to say they released the list Give me a break. Who cares? Give me a break. And and let me tell you the biggest reason about the who cares. You ready? Who's going to do anything about it? So what? They've already proved. So what? (laughs) They've they've already proved that that is why they're doing what they're doing because they have no intentions of doing anything. Then at that point, 
I could care less. I don't know why they're doing it. Is this a, a show? Of well, uh, the same week. Look, we finally released it. Or... Just a couple anecdotes. I don't. I don't have these pulled up. But in the same week that they started dropping that list, did you hear that Sam Bankman freed the prosecutors that were bringing cases against him? Just quietly announced that they were not. They stopped. That they were not going to continue prosecuting him. They just stopped. <laughs> like, wait, what? Thought we wouldn't notice, but we did. Again, I bring I, I, this to I'm I like, bring this to you guys. How do you have all these charges supposed to be in court, and then you're you know that's enough. You you've been in enough trouble. Let's not let's let's not do any more trouble for you. I, I mean, you got so much trouble already. That's enough. Yeah, let's. I think he learned yeah, his lesson, enough. guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's enough. He's a nice guy. I think he learned his lesson. Oh, yeah. So anyway, again, two tiers of justice. That's how the law works for some people. Yeah. And then and then I would say if you want to continue to look at like, well, why? Why? uh, Why is this story so big? Well, have you looked into your local news? Do you know what's going on in your local elections? If you're in a swing state, do you know what's going on uh, in your local school boards? Do you know what's going on right now? uh in your local state supreme courts if you're in a democrat state are are you one of the next dominoes that's going to fall in the whole trump indictment series you know it's like you you guys get sucked into these internet social media clickbait 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 stories and then that's exactly what somebody that's like all right well well i continue to make actual moves yeah, give the peons their their list of all the people that they already knew about. They'll sensationalize it for two weeks, make a bunch of memes, and meanwhile, they won't actually look into... No. I am planning on, though, this is the second or third person that I have heard that um, got into the middle of the case, had a string of charges, but instead of going through all the charges that were brought against him, I, I, I who's the other guy? Uh, something Biden. Something <laughs> Biden. Who's the other guy? Hunter, had a string. Hunter Biden. Oh, oh, that's it. Hunter Biden. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, him, and, 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 and uh, but a string of charges was brought up against them and oh you know if we just do one of those charges that that's good enough to make him pay some time right so i'm thinking if i ever get in trouble i go to the judge and i go there's precedence here there's precedence here let's say i only face two of the 12 charges that you trumped up on me. Well, that's a really good point that you just brought up because I think that everybody said that I trumped d- up on yeah, me because I, I know how <laughs> police work. Yeah. They will make up charges in order to get a bigger string because the bigger string of charges you have, the more it looks well, like it's the legal and It's the legal version of throwing spaghetti against a wall too and just see, right. see what sticks at the so, end. So anyway, so out of the 12 charges, you know, isn't two just good enough, Judge? I mean, come on. There's a precedence. But as, uh, the, you know, what we're talking about here is, though, me? Uh, judge looks at me and goes, hey, you look like the kind of guy who needs the full 12. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got a video for you next week. <laughs> oh, I, you just reminded me of something. But we didn't have time for it today. Uh, but anyway, let's go... 
And, and one, well, oh, one, oh, one, one more thing. Can, one quick little thing yeah, for sure. uh, to put that on that and then back to you. So don't lose what you're thinking here. But to our audience, and I want to talk directly to you and say this, that's the importance of keeping your eye on what's going on. It, there's no way that we will bust down this two-tier thing of justice if you just say, oh, you know what? Uh, they're throwing it at the guy that I don't like the right way, so do that. Uh, well, that's my guy, so he should get that. No, justice has got to be blind, and it has to be the same for everyone. Because, my friend, if we don't ha- I'll go for that, the same thing will be done to you. That becomes the problem, and you won't want it done to you. No, and I was going to say, too, that uh, it was a really good point that you made because the last time that we ever checked in with the president's son was that he was going to supposedly oh. be held in contempt of, of Congress for violating a subpoena. Has <laughs> anything moved forward on that? Oh, well, you know, out of sight, out of mind. Good thing the, you know, you know, the American people have brains like little goldfish. And you know, we're coming up on Christmas. I, I, who's, you know, who's taking count? Well, we were who's really going on. We were at the time. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's planned. Uh, actually, it was all planned. I, was it coming up on Christmas or did it happen just before Thanksgiving? Man, see, that's the thing. It was so, like, that's an eternity ago in the really news cycle. Ago. In the news mm-hmm. cycle. Yeah. Yeah. And news sty- cycles really start. Yeah. It's intentional All right. uh, because of the American anyway, attention span. Rounding third, heading for home. You ready to bring this thing in? Let's do I it. I got one more story for you tonight. Moving right along. And this one. Are we getting out of the cesspool? We are. So let's, let's ascend up in uh, under the ridge line this one's this one's pretty good all right so anyway uh the washington post and i love their i love their take on this uh and i'm going to show this from two sides so but anyway conservative Uh. anti-dei activists claim victory in harvard leaders fall you're daggone right we did you are daggone right we did we claim that victory so if you guys aren't following this story the former president of former president now of Harvard University, a former prestigious center of higher learning, which has absolutely besmirched itself and sullied its good name. Uh, I don't at this point, I don't know if it's recoverable, at least not in our lifetimes. They hired a uh, couple of generations off. They I think. hired knowingly hired and this is the thing and i'm going to try and lay this out in a timeline that you guys can follow they hired a president out of a pool of i think it was like 50 applicants or greater hired a president that they knew at the time knew at the time that they hired her had credible allegations of plagiarism brought against her at the time that they hired her. And that's very important to understand. There were credible allegations of plagiarism brought against this individual. Her name is Claudine Gay. Now it was the New York post that was going to publish these allegations of plagiarism. Harvard university threatened to sue the New York post and they backed off the story. A conservative Let's see. A conservative freelance investigative journalist named Christopher Rufo picked up the story, moved forward with it. 
continued to dog it down. And by the time that he was finished, found more than 50, more than 50 credible allegations of plagiarism against this individual. Now, let's put this into perspective. She's only been academically published 10 times. She has a doctorate, supposedly. Supposedly. <laughs> I'm back at that, too. <laughs> she has a she has a, a an earned doctorate in 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 DEI. I think it's in actual critical race theory. Or no, it was in African American studies. African American studies, yeah. A, a mm -hmm. fake fake academic subject entirely. But see, yeah. so she she but at the doctoral level, she's only been published ten times. So put this into perspective for you guys. I've been academically published and I only have a bachelor's degree. You know? So I'm one tenth of the way to where she's at, and she has two degrees greater than me. There are people that have 30 and 50 academic publications at the master's level, mm -hmm. you know, especially in engineering and, well, and your thesis, things like that. Here's, throw this in and then continue with where you're going. Yep. Don't forget, if you have a uh, master's degree, you, your thesis is published, and if you have a doctorate, your doctoral um, – it's not a thesis. It's a dissertation. Right. It's published. So there's two. <laughs> you're, just you're a quarter. You're, that she has to be published. You're a quarter of the way be. there. <laughs> yeah. Right. So keep going. So in in ten publications that she has on record, more than fifty allegations of credible plagiarism. Now, uh, what's really funny is is a few of those allegations were her bibliographies and her resources. They found out that she basically plagiarized entire British textbook bibliographies because she wasn't even <laughs> studious enough to go back and change the British spellings to, to, to the Americanized English spellings of words. So you have like, you know, in British, for you guys that, that may not know, R-E instead R -E of E-R, -R, color, C-O-L-O-U-R, color, instead of color in English. She was, she was so lazy that she just ripped them. And so it's like you can literally compare one bibliography to the other and be like, yeah, that's this British textbook's bibliography. <laughs> it's its resources page. So that's how bad this is, all right? That's how cartoonishly bad it is. But let's not forget that Harvard already knew that there were credit, uh, credible allegations of these of these instances of plagiarism when they hired her in the first place. And still, it was more important to them to have a black woman than it was to have a person of actual academic standards in the so position. So what do you do when you willingly know that you've hired somebody that has done plagiarism and you don't want to get busted for it? You change the definition of plagiarism. I'm so glad that you said that. So it took me... <laughs> we didn't do anything wrong. Here's the new definition. By the way, do you have it? I do. So it wasn't even... So Gosh. it wasn't just Harvard that did this. The entire left-wing media came out in uh, defense of Harvard. And then, and then to make this make sense, you guys got to understand how many people in the mainstream media are Harvard graduates, Stanford graduates, Princeton well, yeah, graduates. Yeah, because, because they're the journalists. realize their degree all of a sudden is, is on squat. <laughs> oh. So in order to find this video clip for you guys, this is a CNN video clip. 
I had to go to Sky News <laughs> Australia. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've been watching I had them to a go lot lately. There to find an Australian <laughs> conservative news company that saved this clip to come back because it was scrubbed off YouTube. But I found it oh, and I have it okay. I have it here for you guys. So you got to watch this and I'm going to show this to you to get your reaction on this. But this is we were watching the you said the redefinition of plagiarism real time. Check this out. The plagiarism no, scandal. Don't. Have a listen to this. These plagiarism allegations uh, where Claudine Gay has had to issue corrections, um, multiple corrections. Now, we should note that um, Claudine Gay has not been accused of stealing anyone's ideas in any of her writings. Uh, she's been accused of sort of a, more like a copying uh, other people's writings without attribution. So it's been more sloppy attribution than stealing anyone's ideas. But nonetheless, you, you put all of that together. It's not really. She really steals somebody's ideas. She just. She just copied. She just them. copied them. So it was, and then, and then just didn't attribute it to the person. Let's see. What's the definition of plagiarism? I think that that guy should should resign in disgrace. You realize he went to a journalistic school, right? Somewhere, and it would be interesting you, to look up his pedigree and be like, "Did you I go? Do you have a Harvard that undergrad?" Guy has plagiarized somebody. He's covering his own butt now. On top of all that, and you can't. So, I the other thing that I want you guys to understand too, as you as you work your way through this story. Yes, point, laugh, mock them. But do also understand that this is the class of people that stands above you and looks down and says that you're the idiot. When they told you, no, shut up, put a mask on your face, trust us, we've consulted with the experts, and they all say, no, shut up, uh, like, just, just insert over the last four years, no, trust us. Only white people can be racist because they have the power uh, and they're in charge of the structures. Black people can't be racist. Trust us. We're the experts. You see where I'm going with this? That's the group of people that they're talking about. And then all they do is reference and plagiarize each other back and forth and then sit down like... The emperor that has no clothes. <laughs> like, you know, it's like um, Justice Kentaji Brown Jackson when she was sitting for her Senate deposition. Oh, and they gosh. look at her and they go, you know, one of the senators asks, Can you define a woman? <laughs> and, but it's, yeah, what she said was absolutely asinine. No, I can't. <laughs> it but it's the, it's the look on her face. That I want you guys to go back and find that video. I don't have it queued up for you, but it's a perfect example. If you go back and look, she's sneering at the senator and and laughing at the senator. She's not laughing because she's uncomfortable with the question. She's laughing because she's like, <laughs> in her mind, I don't have to do that. And I know that I don't have to do that. And there's nothing that you can make me do that. And all I have to do is say this academic thing. <laughs> no, I'm not a biologist. And knowing that everybody in the expert class 
that shares her political beliefs will come to back her up and they'll be like, oh, that was so brave. And so, see, she gets it. She gets it because she's out on the front side of that and understanding that you have to be. And that's how they defer to each other. Am I just am I am I explaining this well enough or am I missing something? Is it coming through? I want to make sure that I'm not dropping it. You're not. Um, there's so many facets to it and to our audience and people that listen. There's going to be a way that you're going to say it that is going to be with some people because they're going, oh, yeah, man, I'm with you. Right. Uh, might be a few other because, you know, it's always about communication and the way people think. I would liken it on to um, you got a guy over there that has his earned doctorates and that there's people that will come listen to his lecture and whatever. And because he uses um, $350 words, uh, whatever that you want to say is vocabulary seems to be educated. <laughs> you like how I got that out. Um, but he will connect with some people for us common people. I liken it onto uh, this. This is what made Rush Limbaugh so stinking fantastic. But let's say your grandfather or somebody else that, you know, personally, and you just go, the guy's just so smart. I mean, he doesn't sound it, but that guy is just just so smart. I mean, he knows. He knows things. How does he know that he knows these things, you know? And and he's confident with it. And yet he's just a, you know, he 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 he, he, he was just a machinist or he was, you know, a welder or uh just a farmer or something like that. And it's because you don't need a doctorate's degree to be smart what you need is common say the thing freaking you said the thing sense. <laughs> but i that that that's really is intelligence that that yeah. really is intelligence at its core because with common sense this is what you do i know what i know i'm confident in what i know that dude over there is an idiot right um, and also, here's other, I know, here's the other I know the limits. Let, let me finish. This. I know the let limits of my knowledge is what I was. There you say. go. That's where I was going. Okay. I know what I don't know, right. which means let me go ask somebody that I do. I, I'm, I'm not so stupid that I don't know that I would sit here and be so arrogant and say, I know everything. But I know what a boy is and I know what a girl is. Preach. Come on. I, you know, that's really not all that hard. Now, I do remember my eighth grade biology and I do remember XX and XY. Uh, I may get it confused which one goes with which, but I know that there is a difference. And I know that one goes with one and one doesn't have one. So they're, they're, they're different. And if I need to go to the bathroom, I know that there's one that has a urinal made for what I do. And there's one that doesn't have a urinal. It's got another kind of pot, and it's made for the other one. There you go. I, I, it's just different. I know that it's different. And and that you may dress a pig up. Let's go to the farmer one. You may dress a pig up and put lipstick on it. It's still pig. Uh, one of my favorites is, uh, uh, you know, there's the whole don't pee on my leg. But another one is uh, you can you can. You can drink a gallon of Granny's. Or what? What? How does it go? Let me. Let me. Uh, 
you can pee in a jar and call it Granny's sweet tea, but I ain't gonna drink it. <laughs> yeah, just because you, know? you yeah. call something something doesn't mean it is what it is. Let me see if, if I can personal. I have some medical knowledge and some medical background and so forth. My my wife's sister came back from China and she totally destroyed her liver. And in in fact, uh, she had had alcohol poisoning, and you know what that'll do to your liver, and you put her right on the edge, and it seemed like she got to back off of that, just a hint. And then just before she came home, she decided to do a huge binge, and when she did, that just took the excess and the damage of her liver, and it took it over, and it just started hardening on her. Now, she's in a hospital, and she would call us, and she would say and tell us what the doctors were doing for her. Then she got to the point where she couldn't call within just a few days, but her mother would call, my my wife's mom, and she would say, well, the doctors are telling me this, and the doctors are telling me that, and they're going to be starting a new kind of treatment. And I was listening to the kinds of treatment. Now, only because... I have the medical background I knew. I knew what the treatment was for. And they told me what stages and where she was. After the third phone call within two weeks of what they were planning on doing, it was at midnight. And we got done with the phone conversation. And I raised up in bed because we had to answer the phone. We were in bed when the phone call came and all that stuff. And I raised up and I said, The doctors aren't telling you this. Your sister is dying. Nobody wants to say it, but the treatments that they are doing on her, you need to come to this knowledge. Your sister is dying. Now, you may say, well, that's cruel and that's harsh. Hey, listen, we are being lied to in all segments of our culture, Okay, I'm starting to revamp some things about dietary that all of a sudden I I had not realized that for years our federal government has been lying to us about dietary issues, things that we were taught in school. And it's like, I, I had no idea. Listen, we've been yeah, lied to that, about all, throw out that food pyramid, boys. <laughs> throw it out. Uh, I, I didn't realize all these things. If they were going to lie to you about your food pyramid. What other things of importance have they been lying to us about for years? Yeah. Okay. The truth may hurt, but it ultimately the truth is what sets you free. Yep. And that is a biblical principle, but it is still true today. Knowing the truth, when you have the truth, you are armed. And that is where your common sense comes from, Amen. knowing the truth. Uh, I want to I want to put this point on what you said, and then we'll wrap this segment up. But uh, John, okay. John Lovell, if you guys don't know him, uh, Warrior Poet Society is the channel that he runs. We have no relationship with them, although I would like to have. But as of right now, we have no relationship <laughs> with them. But definitely go check them out. Hey, you tell them to call me. Okay. Yeah, I All wish right. I could. But anyway, he made a statement in a video that he put out the other day, and I found it to be very profound, and I like it. He said that he used to think that freedom was like an on-off switch. You either are free or you're not free. 
And so he said, you know, by virtue of the fact that I lived in the United States, I used to assume that I was free, man, free to do what I want. He goes, what I've come to realize in my older age is that freedom is more of a sliding graduating scale. Uh, and he goes, I have come to want to make myself more free and to make other people more free. You may be free to go where you want uh, and do what you want, but are you free to say what you want? Do you allow yourself to be shackled to social media uh, and allow yourself to be censored? I don't talk about certain things because I don't want to get banned because I don't want to lose my audience. Well, then that's you're not necessarily that free. free. Uh, are you free in your body to get up, pack up and go for a run and run wherever you want to go? Uh, if your health isn't to that level because you haven't had the discipline to work out or eat correctly, then you don't have as much physical freedom as you could have. Are you in debt because you can't curb your spending habits? Then you're not Try as these, financially can I throw these free two real as quick? you want. Yeah. If you're a teacher, you have a teacher's certificate. Are you free to really teach your kids when they have the power to yank your certificate? If you're a doctor, you have to go before um, uh, the, the association and be licensed by your state in order to practice medicine. And because this happened during COVID, if you don't go along, they threaten to take away your license or a hospital threatens to take away your right to practice at that hospital. Are you free? Are you really free? Are you really free to do the vocation that you really love to do? And last but not least, the one that affects our politics, the bar associations. And if a bar association says you can't say that, preach that, you can't practice that kind of law here in this state, are you free? Yeah. So wrapping that one up, I found that to be very enlightening, and I agree with him. And like you said, the truth hurts when you – First hear it, but then ultimately it will set you free to then learn that, man, I, I need to have a lot more discipline in a lot of areas because I want to be free, but freedom only comes through discipline. And if I don't have the discipline to not spend myself into debt, to make sure that I eat correctly, to make sure that I'm spending my time with God so that I'm not spiritually oppressed, so that I can be spiritually free you see what I'm saying? So it looking listening to his video, I, I had to take a, a long, hard look inside. And I'm like, man, he's right. And I'm also not as free mm -hmm. as I would like mm -hmm. to be. Uh, but it's something that I'm working on here in 2024. And like I said, guys, I am optimistic about where we're going. Uh, I think that we've hit a turning point. I feel the rebound happening. But just remember Power structures being the way that they are, a wounded animal is the most dangerous, uh, and we have a wounded animal backed into a corner on we our do. hands. So we do. don't let up the attack. Uh, keep it on, pour it on them. Let's go, and we will be here to continue to bring you the information that you guys need with some beautiful common freaking sense thrown on top of it oh you just so said the thing i did say the thing so that you guys will not be led astray but you can stay abreast on the things that you need to but also stay encouraged to continue to cut through the propaganda and enjoy thinking for yourself that was who's who and what's new for you guys this week let us know down in the comments what you thought the best news story of the week was hey let us know if uh 
there was a news story that I didn't pick up this week that you think was important enough to make the list because I'd like to hear what you guys had to say. Make sure that sure. you're leaving a like on the video. Please subscribe and follow. And also, guys, the algorithms, they absolutely hate us. Uh, they seek to push us down. But I know that with your support, we can rise above. So please, if you would, share the video with a friend and help us grow the Department of Common Sense. I hope that you're sticking around for the keeping the main thing the main thing because that's what's on its way. See you there. Spectacular! This land holds great beauty. All right, guys, we're going to jump into mm, keeping the main thing, the main thing. And all right, for, you're you're going to stump me here. Is that was that what this is all about? I, I sure hope not. I don't think it's going to stump you guys. We just oh, got done right. with an awesome series that we were calling the Bible's biggest screw ups. I think at one point we said the Bible's biggest bungaloids. We were having a good time with it, but we went <laughs> through the Bible and we pulled out the people that you know, the Bible is just full of. Oh, we did not exhaust the list. And we didn't even exhaust it, but we pulled out some of the people that, <laughs> that were just glaring examples of being human, and we talked about it, uh, yeah, it and yeah. there's such a great list, and there's yeah. a reason that the Bible gives us a list of people that were people just like us, uh, because yeah. God still loves yeah. us today, just yeah. like when he came, just like back in Genesis. Uh, and it was great. It was a fun time. If you didn't catch any of those episodes, please Feel free to go back. The keeping the main thing, the main thing segments really aren't tied to the modern or the 24 hour news cycle at all. So you can go back in any one of those videos, pull that out and have fun with it. I suggest sure. that you do great to fall asleep to or wake up to in the morning when you're doing your stuff. But for this week, I wanted to start a new series. So yes, I was out surfing the web as I tend to do when I'm picking up all of my, uh, you know, who's who and what's new headlines to bring Extracurricular. Yes. And I stumbled across a channel that all they do is present Christian quotation mark. So, so-called Christian leaders presenting things that are extra biblical. Oh, so this is going to make me mad. One, one might say they're even heretical. And this channel, uh, this channel just works on highlighting heresies. Uh, and so I thought, what better way to present to you guys, because this this is how uh, Scripture tells us, be ready in season and out of season to give an account mm -hmm. of your faith. Mm -hmm. And I thought mm -hmm. that this would be a really good opportunity to take several weeks uh, and do, do some Pastor V Heretic Battle Royale. Just a really quick question. Uh, I, I don't know about this site because I don't have time to go. It's okay. I do it for you. I do. I do all with this, this with this joke. for you guys. Um, I wade through. I wade through yeah, the slop yeah. so you guys don't have to. Yeah. Well, let me let me um, <clears throat> let me do say that there actually is a thing to this that you need to know what you're fighting. I I, I do agree with that. <clears throat> this stuff. This stuff is out there, and it's it's. The the a warrior can't fight unless you know what you're fighting. A, yeah. Um. So so you gotta so we gotta know. So yeah, you're actually doing us a very good service, and uh, we we need to do that. Um. 
Yeah, it's going to make me mad. So, no, let's go. I, let's it's go. It's probably going to make you mad. But here's the thing. Um, as as meek and humble warriors for Christ, as we we're supposed to be, evil and just evil should make you righteously angry. And when you understand that these people under the guise of their father, Satan, are actively trying to shepherd souls straight to hell beyond your reach. If they can't get them aborted in the womb, and yeah, I'm one of those ardently anti-abortion. I'm with you. I'm with you. Then then they will do anything that they can to get a hold of them and take them straight to hell beyond your reach. So yeah, so we're going to throw it up here. We're going to we're going to look it in the face. We're going to see it and we're going to talk about it. And I'm going to turn it over to you and let you. So anyway, for the first week right. of, of pastor versus heretic, <laughs> here's what I've got for you. Are you ready? I'm ready. Christ says, keep away from the Bible. The living Christ says, these writings you have put together into one book, the Bible, are a historical account of various events and people's thoughts about them. Such writing should not be regarded as accurate always, or right, and rarely God's word. There's a lot wrong with them. Christians have made the Bible into a weapon with which to injure people and hide their motives. I am not dead. I am not silent. God has no need to communicate through an ancient book. God speaks today. Good people, they listen, and they can hear my voice. So put the Bible down, my friends. Christ All right. Uh, and I have, I have the ability to pull that back up if you want to work through it. Phrase, uh, no. bits at a time but no you, you have... told us in another and another segment that we were going to be waiting in sewage I... that was sewage. you have the floor you have the floor i have first off take the collar off take the collar off okay um i would like for him to show me where christ says that that's that's the first thing. Please show me where, where Christ says that. And um, I, I will tell you, you can't find it. Christ doesn't say that anywhere. In fact, let me quote for you John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And it jumps down to verse 14, and it says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among men. The Word and Jesus are one in the same, and that Word was written down. In fact, the Bible is miraculously put together. There are so many God moments in order to have the canonized Word that we have. That It is so miraculous that you can, if you know the stories of it, you cannot help but see where God has taken care that his word would come through because he sees his word, uh, uh, his, his, his word is him. It is, it is his truth and he protects his truth. 
it's it's it is one of the phenomenal things that happens or you can even say it's a phenom of how God's word has been protected. So first off, he has no place that he could show you where Jesus said don't read that bible. He didn't even try. That's what's funny. Yeah, he doesn't even yeah, try. Yeah. No, no. Take his word for it. Cuz he's no. the expert going yeah, back to yeah. the last, yeah. Yeah. Um that's number 1. N- number 2, um Jesus himself told us that uh yes, his word will be hurtful. People it will it will make people go against people. So you know, the prophet that Jesus is um, told us that that would be what would happen. Uh, and so here we are. You go to speak the truth and you will just make somebody mad. How did how did Jesus know that? Oh, my goodness. I was predicted 2000 years it's ago. Almost like Jesus was killed for the things that he said. Ooh. <laughs> um, and Jesus said that he would and that you will be treated just like me. So, wow, what a what a prophet. How did he know? Duh. Um, uh, I, I, there wasn't anything that that guy said that was Christian. Uh, so let's just operate from it. Let me let me get away from the using the Bible for text. And let's go to using common sense. If the Bible speaks about Jesus, and the best that we have is written in there by people who walked with him, why would we not refer to the Bible and use it as uh, because it would be our only historical text? Because well, it gives me the sads sometimes. <laughs> but but you you get yeah. I'm, let's just use logic here, yeah. um, and and so since you can't tell me where Jesus says don't read the Bible, which by the way, let's let's let me be logical. Jesus couldn't say that because the Bible wasn't written when Jesus was alive. So I I have great confidence that he'll never find a place where Jesus said it. That's number one. Number two, Jesus is speaking to people today. Well, now I believe that. But when people speak against what I hear, see, or even just tradition of coming out of the Bible, my first things that I'm thinking is, are they on Prozac or something else for hearing the voices that they think they're hearing in their heads? Because that ain't Jesus. And after that, there's just so much, what he said isn't even logical. I do want to point out when he got, there's a certain part in the video where he gets really creepy where he starts speaking in first person instead yes. of third. 
And he goes, yes. I am not dead. I am not contained inside of the words of the book or something akin to that. And that yeah, reminded me for Jesus. that reminded me of a certain other scripture. Oh, please do where, tell. Where Jesus uh, or one of the prophets was talking about Isaiah Lucifer in the beginning. And what did he say to himself? I will ascend unto the throne and I will be like. You know, and it's it just reminded me of that when he started saying that, like, yeah. who are you? Who are you to start speaking as Jesus? Yeah, as Jesus, because as that's what he did. It was ve- it was ve- dude. It was very it was very creepy, and he breaks into it without giving like a the Lord says. I, no, he just breaks into it and says I, yep. and I was like, whoa, and even through the screen. Uh, I had like, yeah, there was something inside my soul that was like, whoa, I don't, you know, but uh, let's not, let's not take away also from his, his uniform that he was wearing there. If you want to call it that take away, I'm sorry. What you mean? His, his, his pink, uh, priestly clothes with his, his rainbow pin with his rainbow pin. (laughs) Um, I mean that 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 tells me where he's thinking, and I can. I don't agree with it, but I can understand where people take the teachings of Christ and start talking about loving everybody and so forth, and and that just that just twists, and it's like, well, we should we should love all these people and not condemn them because Christ didn't condemn them. And so that's where we should be. And that's, that starts getting to be very twisted and so forth. But I can see how that confusion can, can enter in, into, into Christian thought because Jesus Christ did talk to us about loving our enemies and doing good to those who hate you and, and that kind of thing. Um, this is a really important notice, lesson. Yeah, but notice none of those situations are about condemning evil. That's about loving your enemies and doing good to those who hate you. But that doesn't mean that you don't go, hey, by the way, what you're doing is wrong. That goes against God. Well, why, that goes why against did people, nature. Why did that people God hate Jesus and why did they eventually kill him? Because he said, <laughs> you are of your father, Because he the spoke the truth. So it's like when right. people hate you, right? And that you, you brought Count up a, a great joy. You, you brought up a really good point there. If you're a Christian, why are people going to hate you? It, because if you just go along and you're just nice to everybody, which niceness is not a virtue, you won't find that on the list of. Uh, Did we have that in a ki- show somewhere? Kindness is, but niceness is not. And you didn't answer me. Didn't we, we have did. that on a show We did, sometime? and I'm reiterating. Okay, okay. I thought we, I thought we covered. But that. it's it's yeah. important. <clears throat> it's important to understand. Niceness is is not a virtue. Niceness is not in the fruits of the spirit. Going along mm-hmm. to get along and making everybody feel good about themselves is not in the fruits of the spirit. Now, and it helps nobody. Kindness is be kind to somebody but what is kind allowing somebody to continue to do things that are going to destroy their body that god gave you allowing people to continue 
in patterns of behavior that that destroy their mind and keep them unfree like we were just talking about or is kindness reaching out to somebody and going i know that you're hurting and i know that you're broken i want to offer you something that will that will give you life again that will make you free again what you tell me what's truly kind i have you know and but that's what that's what we need to go that's what we need to go back to i have a relative that is morbidly obese i love him dearly i love him dearly i don't berate them make fun of them i don't do that that's 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 not that's counterproductive but because i love them i say something positive to try to move them to become healthier to move them to lose the weight to move them to want to do something and when i hear they move that direction i don't i don't just not say something but i praise them and i tell them how much i'm behind them i offer and i say what can i do to help uh, i don't want to ride a hobby horse i'm not here to make you know, ride your you know make your saddle sore and just keep going after that cuz that doesn't do anybody good but if i can help and and be positive with you keep you moving forward what can i do but i don't just i i, I don't I, I don't say, I don't come to the point where I don't say anything. I, I, I leave them in what is killing them. The answer is, why, if, why didn't you say something? I thought you loved me. If you loved me, wouldn't you say something? Would you help me or, or whatever? Now, years I have said something. I don't say it all the time. I avoid saying it a lot of time. But you know, every now and then it's like, hey, man. I love you. What are we going to do? What do we got to do? Come on. Come on. Please. You're getting older. Your body may not handle this another year. All these other kinds of things. Because I love them. I say something. And people may go, oh, that's not love. Yes, it is. Because if I don't help with the motivation. Now, notice I said motivation and doing it in the right way. But if I don't help, I'm just helping them die. Same thing about spiritual. For some of you out there that feel that you might be a little timid and saying something for Jesus and knowing that people are allowing practicing sin to destroy their lives, you know about the alcohol. You know, you may get tired of, of, well, drinking is not a sin. That's not the point. The point is consuming it that it is destroying their lives. Yeah, I know drinking alcohol isn't a sin. But when you start doing it, that it consumes your life, that's destructive. That is not where we're supposed to be. Amen. If you want to talk about the drugs, if you want to talk about uh, pornography, uh, pornography, gambling. Flirting. Oh, I don't look at other women, but man, when I'm in the bar, I'm flirting with them. And what does that do for your marriage? Gambling. Come on, man. The, the there's a here's here's one destructive behavior. Here, here's ahead. one for Christians: the pride. 
break break it down. Pride what? Uh, just just because people don't realize how insidious of a sin pride is. Okay, let's you know, let's let's say can, this the right way. Be, Let me give it a better name, because there is a pride that you want to know what that motivates me to be the best that I can be and do the great. Sure. What we're talking about here is arrogance. Mm, I'm yes. It's deep down inside, and you're like, yeah, no, 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 I, you know, that's arrogance that you're you're referring to. That kind of pride that I would like to refer to to arrogance, and it is that kind of arrogance. Arrogance in your line of work. Tell me, you're you're arrogant. It'll get you killed, won't That's it? A killer. It'll get you killed. It'll get somebody arrogance, else killed, or get somebody else killed. Arrogance is destructive. It's very, very destructive. And in Christendom, yes, there is a level of arrogance that you're just like, oh gosh. Especially in our first um, world, Christ, uh, American American it. church. Yeah, Church there you go. Um, and 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 of course, that's why God leans down to the humble, mm-hmm. and He resists the arrogant. So um, these things are destructive. If you love somebody that is practicing them as a Christian, get a backbone. Understand that somebody has to speak truth into the life. You don't it's not a hobby horse. You don't ride them sore. You don't make fun of them. That's not that's not where it's at. You truly love them and you want to see Jesus Christ change their life. You need to step up and say something. Amen. Hey man, this is this this is going I, where are you going with this? I would say for a, doing? I would say for yeah. a great example of that, read uh 1 Corinthians read Galatians and read the first few chapters of Romans. In fact, all of those books that I just mentioned, read the first couple chapters when Paul is readdressing the the churches that he's writing to, because then right up front in each of them, he usually talks about, he gets the, the, the chip off of his shoulder really quick. The thing that I'm writing to you about it, it has been told to me that you guys are, Please stop mm-hmm. doing this. It's a Please. and it's a great example of what you were just saying in a way to do it in love. Uh, but but Paul never. But he had to Paul say never it. shies away from it. In fact, in his letters, and that's why I said in the first couple of chapters of each of those, it's like right up front. Like I'm writing to you because it has been told to me that you are, you know. Please, please yeah. stop. <laughs> knock, knock it off. <laughs> now, in conclusion, here here comes the. Here, here comes the, the, um, the crux. So two things. First off, this man will end up leading people to hell because there will be people who will want to hear this message because it makes them feel good and they will say it proves my point. And we can't help them in a lot of ways. But we don't know. So here's point number two. To the people that follow him and even to that man himself. Now, whether we know it's of any good or not, somebody somewhere needs to confront them with the truth. Because they are living souls, the people that follow him and so forth. Now, I will say most of the time. It's like spitting in the wind. 
That's why they want to hear the message. That's why they have no more desire than to follow God than a man on the moon. And it makes them feel good, and that's what they want to do, and they want to be right in themselves. (laughs) I can be right in myself all I want. When I stand before God and he takes a look at me, he's not going to ask me if I was right to myself. He's going to ask me if I'm right to him. So we confront people like that. Number one, he will have followers. But number two, us loving people that love those people that do that kind of thing and follow need to we need to ask them about the truth and confront them with the truth. I don't think he is so drank the Kool-Aid. He is so poisoned. I'm not sure. But you know what? That's not on me. Giving him the truth is. And so on that, and I'm glad that you brought that up because I was going to say this before we got off of here today. I have his channel contact information and we will be tagging him in this podcast that we're putting up today, uh, both for him. I have his name. I'm not going to blast it out, but you guys, you guys saw it. If you watched the video and for Mm -hmm. his followers. So that they'll be mm-hmm. tagged in. I'm this. sure he has some. Oh, he's actually got thousands. Uh, yep. So, but we will be doing that, and for all of the reasons that you just said, so that way the truth will be presented. Mm-hmm. So, and we're like, we're not going to cower from what we just said. I'm no. not going to scuttle off into my corner of the internet and, uh, you know, make commentary behind death's back and just snicker like. We're going to walk up another reference. <laughs> nice reference. Thank you. We're going to walk up and we're, we're going to present it uh, in the face and we're going to present it boldly. And we're going to let God back us up. Like we know that we're supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. And we wouldn't be doing the things in front of you guys. Like we should, uh, unless we're willing to do that. I think what you just said is we're not going to be hypocrites. It's exactly what I'm saying. So mm-hmm. thank you. That's uh, round one of pastors versus heretics. So I'm just throwing you right in the deep end, man. What do you want? Yeah, it, it, it did. You know, your and dad did that to me when I was three. So it's fun to get you back. He did. He did. He did. Well, and just so that people know, I, I may not go out looking for this stuff, but I do know the different. Te- By the way, uh, I do know the teachings that are out there. And you say, well, if you don't go out looking for the stuff, how do you know the teachings are out there? There's nothing new under the sun. These teachings are actually even in the Bible. Romans chapter one, what this guy is doing, Romans chapter one. Okay. When you get this, we can move on. Romans chapter one. (laughs) Romans one. Um, So there's nothing new under the sun. Uh, I, I do spend time in the pulpit refuting false teachings. I do that. And this is a, this is a, common false teaching of today um so yeah we do that and if you ever want to check that out and go well you know what pastor eric you say you do that uh how do i know come and check me out www.journeywc.org capital j on the journey www.journey with a capital j journeywc.org when you go there on sun you'll see a on Sunday mornings, you can join us live, but you'll see a red button there, and it says, watch 
live, you uh, click that red button, or if you don't go on Sunday mornings, 1030 Central Time, there's another red button. It says archive, and you can go check out our archives and see what I have to say. There you go. Well, thank you so much. I would say, at least according to the scripture that I know, Pastors versus Heretics round one, I think I think you got a knockout by technicality there. Definitely by technicality. <laughs> I would agree. All right, guys, let us know down in the comments what you think about about everything that we presented. Uh, or if you have any videos that you want to tag us in for future uh, Pastors versus Heretics like this, tag us in the videos down below. Let us know. We'll go take a look at it. You know, uh, uh, can we challenge our audience here real quick? I don't know. Can uh, you? If it, it, I, um, <laughs> you know, you're the producer, so I'm asking the producer. Uh, you know, you just brought up that thing, and maybe this is what you were meaning. Um, uh, but yeah, our audience. Let me let me just appeal to you. I would love it. Uh, it would it would be it would be an honor. Wow, if you would go, hey, this guy said this. What do you think? And send us a clip. Yep. And uh, we'll, we'll we'll take a look that's at what it. I'm saying, and, tag uh, us in the videos. See. That's yep. That's the that's what you were. That's meaning? what okay. I was meaning. Yeah, I know you're not up on the internet lingo. I got you. Got your back. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Make sure you leave a, a like. Uh, please I resemble that remark. <laughs> please follow, subscribe. The algorithm uh, is basically trying to crush us. It absolutely hates this segment. I think we said the name Jesus way too many times, but oh. with your guys's support, I know that we can rise up, that we can turn this channel into something. So please, if you would share the video with a friend, I hope that you guys have an awesome week, uh, prayers and blessings with you. And actually I wanted to start doing this at the end of our videos, pastor, if you would please give us your blessing and benediction. Our most kind, gracious, and loving Heavenly Father, you are awesome. I do not know who is on this, who is watching this, who will be watching this, but I pray, Father, for them. The week that they may have, some may have heavy, heavy loads. Some may be dealing with relationship issues. Father, some may be with their wives, their kids, work relationships. Some may be health issues, financial issues. God, there's all kinds of things out there that are weighing people down. But Lord, we understand this, that you have the grace and the truth that can set us free and lift us up. You may not hand us the $100,000 we need to get out of the situation, but you promised that you would walk through this, every situation with us. And knowing that we have God by our side, it may take some time to get through, but we know we've got you. And we look forward to that, and we trust in that. So encourage hearts. Father, bring blessing in 2024 to our friends and those who are out there. In the name of Jesus Christ, I ask and pray. Amen. And amen. All right, guys. See you back here next week. See ya. 